Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode of my USFL off-season coverage. Um, if you've been keeping up with these episodes, then you already know a lot of exciting news and a lot of exciting, um, I, I guess, updates regarding players going up to the NFL and new acquisitions for uh, USFL clubs. So it's going to be interesting to dive into this episode because since last episode, a lot has happened. Um, let's go into kind of the big news um, as of late for the USFL, and then I'll go into um, obviously player news and stuff. But the USFL has a trading card um, box set coming out, um, I think the 30th of this month. So that's going to be exciting that they actually have official hard copies of their uh, cards, and I imagine the proceeds somewhat go to the players. I just think it's really cool, kind of adds a sense of professionalism. And almost um, makes it, you know, almost even feel like the, the you know the business side of the USFL is really trying to, um, I guess in a sense, build the fan base, but also make sure that the fans are satisfied with the product. And I think that's one really cool way to get true football fans into the USFL, back into the USFL, and just to keep the fans that have been there around. Um, and then some exciting news for a player that wasn't in the USFL last season. He was in the NFL um, this this past offseason, I guess. But he just got signed to the Detroit Lions. His name is Tay Hayes, cornerback for the Birmingham, Birmingham Stallions in the 2022 season. Um, and also got to lift that trophy. So really cool to see him um, get signed to the Detroit Lions. And I, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, so really cool to see him still get a, you know, a nice job in the NFL because he deserves it. He's a decent corner. Um, can definitely fill a, fill a role. He played for the Panthers, had some starting um, you know, assignments. He started some games for the Panthers last year, so he definitely is not a bad corner. Um, and then moving to, I guess, some other additional signings to the NFL. Running back from the Houston Gamblers, Aaron Champlin. Um, don't know what his team is yet, but he did sign to an NFL club. His contract was terminated. Um Center for the Birmingham Stallions, Cole Schneider, signs with the Green Bay Packers to link up with his former QB, Alex Magoo. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Cole Schneider was actually in their camp in 2022 as well, so they kind of brought back a familiar face. Um, he had a good season in the USFL and is you know, hopefully going to find a, a nice path with the Green Bay Packers. Um, and then moving forward to LaMichael Petway. He worked out with the Indianapolis Colts on the first of this month. Um, he's a tight end slash wide receiver. He played 1.5 years with the Michigan Panthers, and then he signed with the Birmingham Stallions midway through last season to get that championship. Um, but he did wind up signing with the Colts that same day. So that makes, he was the 18th um, USFL player signed to the NFL so far. Um, and then the 19th USFL player signed to the NFL um, is tight end Daniel Helm from the Memphis Showboats, worked out with the Lions on the first of this month and got signed by them. Um, with that recent in injury to Zane Zilstra, they really needed to fill a gap with one of those types of guys. He's a good blocker, you know, decently handed. Um, you know, he could be a goal line threat if needed because they do utilize tight ends a lot in that offense. But a really good uh, position for Daniel Helm to grow his career. Also notating the fact that the Detroit Lions have signed a decent amount of USFL talent. Maurice Alexander is still on the roster and is probably going to get some starting reps uh, this season because he's you know a really good player, but also that wide receiving room is a little lackluster without Jamison Williams there right now. 
so he might get some time. And then linebacker Frank Ginda, he worked out with the um, the Falcons on the first. Didn't get signed, sadly. I really want him to. Uh, Michigan Panthers legend. Probably the best modern USFL linebacker yet. Um, deserves a signing. You know, and if you're out there and if you're connected to an NFL club or front office in any way, watch this man's tape. tape. It, it, it really speaks for itself. Um, and then another thing moving forward here, Josh Love worked out with the Green Bay Packers as well on the first. Um, Breland Speaks worked out with the 49ers. Uh, that's the defensive tackle slash edge from the Michigan Panthers, also the former first round uh, draft pick by the Chiefs. Um, and then also some other exciting news regarding a USFL, a former USFL player, but a, a player that looks right in NFL colors. Austin Watkins, wide receiver for the Birmingham Stallions. Really, really exciting to see him getting all of the first team reps with Deshaun Watson in the camp, in practice. And then he played in the Hall of Fame game. He got a touchdown. Love to see it. Wearing that number 80, it fits him perfectly. And I want to see him... Um, just grow with his team and grow as a player and you know maybe he can make a name for himself this upcoming season because they really need wide receivers in Cleveland as well and then another big signing from the USFL was uh, cornerback Mark Gilbert uh, from the Pittsburgh Maulers he got signed to the Dolphins making him the 20th USFL player signed to an NFL team this offseason so far and he was really locked down this year him and Levante Taylor Really good corners. Levante Taylor has not been picked up by an NFL team yet, but I, I, I suspect he will be soon. Mark Gilbert, I think he was tied for leading in interceptions. He deserved this, and he's going to a team that needs corners with that injury to Jalen Ramsey, who's on a downward trend. Um, really exciting for Mark Gilbert and his career, and he may even get some starting time if Eli Apple just goes to shit. So just keep your eyes out for, for Mark Gilbert in Miami, and to any Dolphins fans out there, you guys got a, one hell of a player and he's not going to require much money, but he's going to do what he needs to do. And then another thing I wanted to kind of briefly touch up on here is Cavante Turpin. He uh, is looking very flashy, heavily involved in the offense in Dallas, looking to be more refined as a wide receiver. And, you know, obviously we know what he can do on special teams. He was an all-pro. But I want to see him evolve with the Dallas Cowboys and their offense. I want to see him get more sure-handed, you know, get better at his route-running ability, and he did seem, he does seem to look like he he bulked up, put on some weight, which is good for him. Um, and it's just overall going to be really exciting to see him in this offense flourish. Um, and, and hopefully they let him loose because he's he's one hell of a player. He's incredibly fast. And if he can hit that second speed, that second, you know, that second gear in open space, he's gone. I mean, we saw that in the USFL in 2022. That's why he was the MVP. You know, that's why he was on a 9-1 and team in the regular season. Sadly, he didn't get to the championship game. But, I mean, this is this is one of these guys that was a diamond in the rough. And I'm glad that the Cowboys... I'm not glad that the Cowboys got him, but I'm glad that at least one team was able to, you know, snatch that talent up immediately. Because he is a weapon and a playmaker when he can be utilized as such. And I think that's why they're trying to expl- expand his, his role on the team. And I think that's really good. Not only for a player, but just to see that, man, they took him from the USFL and have been able to develop him this much. He got an All-Pro in his first season, technically, in the NFL. Imagine what he can do a second se- a second year in the system. I mean, that's just 
going to get better. It's going to pay dividends in general for the um, Dallas Cowboys and especially for Cavante Turpin. And then moving forward here into some more USFL news and just updates in general. I mean, I talked, I touched on Tay Hayes, um, but they, we did have some free agency signings and moves from some of the USFL clubs that I did want to talk about. And it was a lot of offensive linemen talent, um, multiple indeed, but the gamblers, the Houston gamblers signed center Jakari Robinson. Then the Birmingham Stallions signed guard Gray Davis. And then the Memphis Showboats signed guard Chance Little. And then the Men- um, Michigan Panthers signed tackle Phil Salah. And then the Pittsburgh Maulers signed tackle Austin Myers. And the New Orleans Breakers signed Sidney Wells. And that's all via James Larson, PFN. Shout out to him on Twitter. Does a great job. Keeps me well informed. But if you guys want to watch the... Um, the highlight of the Austin Watkins touchdown. It is on my Twitter, uh, well, the, the podcast Twitter, and my personal one as well, um, at Tea Time Reports on all platforms, threads, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. It, show some support, show some love. We, we greatly appreciate it. And you can you know keep up to all the USFL content and updates on there as well. We're incredibly thorough and very active um, when it comes to those kind of updates. But again, just... Another thing that we did not cover is the Kyrie um, Kyrie Woods is re-signing with the Memphis Showboats in twenty for the twenty twenty four season, which is huge because he was the number one graded PFF player in the USFL last year, and this was a safety, and he did miss the last two games, um, which was unfortunate, and they honestly needed him probably there the most. They did miss the playoffs due to an implication in the final week. But it genuinely was a was a very solid safety ball hawk esque, making really big hits, big tackles, and um, generally knows his knows the knows the field. Has high football IQ, really exciting player, and I'm I'm really excited to see him return for a second season in the USFL. It's crazy that we're going into the third USFL season already. That's just fantastic. Uh, the New Jersey Generals have signed defensive end Jordan Lewis out of uh, Southern University. Lewis had a magnificent 2021 season, posting 29 tackles and 10 tackles for loss and five and a half sacks in just nine games. Strong addition for the USF, for the for the USFL and for the New Jersey Generals, because they already have a very solid and stout defense, and they've brought a lot of guys back. So the Generals are looking a lot better than they did in their since their. If you compare their first off season to now, they look so much different. They've brought keep players back, but they've also additionally signed some playmakers for their defense, which is already the better unit on the team. So I think that's really important to notate for any Generals fans out there. Um, And I also did want to touch up on the fact that Lorenzo Burns did play in the Hall of Fame game, and he did record, I think, three tackles, um, where he wore number 27, uh, cornerback. So that was pretty cool to see two USFL players um, from the Birmingham Stallions, play on the same NFL team in the same game. So really cool, really uh, really nifty uh, full circle moment there. Um, but again, I, I don't know if you, I didn't really discuss it, uh, you know, kind of a lot, but the, the box set for the USFL, the 2023 USFL box set is officially on the shelves, starting, start adding autographs and numbered cards of the league's top 25 players to your collection today. So it is like a set of 25 and it looks, let me see who's on the cover here of the box. Let's see what players were granted that honor. 
So it looks like McLeod Bethel Thompson, Darius Victor, Reggie Corbin, and Case Cookus. Four absolute studs. Absolutely. Case Cookus, Darius Victor, Reggie Corbin, household names of the USFL. And then McLeod Bethel Thompson had a phenomenal season for the Breakers last year. I don't know if he's going to be returning, though. That's going to be interesting to see. But um, NFL, other NFL workouts that happened um, on the 3rd, August 3rd, excuse me. Uh, defensive end Breland Speaks worked out with Denver. Quarterback Davis Cheek uh, worked out with Las Vegas. Wide receiver Bailey Gaither worked out with Las Vegas. Defensive back DJ Daniel worked out with Miami. Wide receiver DJ Montgomery worked out with the Giants. And center Nick Buchanan worked out with Atlanta. So that's really awesome to see even more guys get some spotlight and some notoriety and a chance to sign with a club. I mean, you get six-figure checks minimum as an average, averagely signed NFL like prospect. You know, you're getting seven fifty, and we saw players like Trey Quinn negotiate for bigger contracts, which is really awesome to see in general because these guys deserve to get paid. They're coming in on a uh, 10 to 12 week season, depending on what team they were on because of the two weeks of the postseason in the USFL. And then now they're going into camp and OTAs and then preseason. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of football in one calendar year. And they deserve every, every cent, in my opinion. And the more that these USFL guys are able to acquire, the better. Because it's just it it opens up more avenues for the actual USFL to you know draw talent and hey look how much these guys are getting paid now after one season here two seasons here give us two seasons or a season you could be getting seven fifty to nine hundred thousand dollars and you could be playing in the NFL that's that's a dream and that's a shot that I think a lot of players and a lot of you know talented prospects are going to be willing to take if they don't get that initial jump into the NFL. You know, if they have to put a little extra work in, I know plenty of guys out there that'll definitely do that, no questions asked. But I just really think that the obviously the USFL cards is a big deal. It's a big deal to me because again, it adds that professionalism and adds that sense of nostalgia to to the league that you know you know maybe this league is going to be around for a long time you know that's what average people are going to be asking themselves they have football cards for this league that's so cool that's so cool normally the NFL is the only one okay let's let me let me get into this let's see what this is all about a small collectible set autographs and numbered cards making it the right way doing it the right way i really appreciate that about the USFL making smart moves not only for their players the clubs but for the fans you know giving them what they need what they want and just trying to bring the football community as a whole into their product. And I, I appreciate that. And I think it's working. I really do. Because we see more and more offseason moves, free agency signings, more and more former USFL players getting more and more NFL jobs like Tay Hayes, second team in the NFL in two seasons. That's good. You're getting paid. You know, you're you're actually doing what you want to do. You get to play in the NFL, play against and line up against some of the best players in the world. That's a dream. And I think that a lot of people you know, over time, we'll see that and honestly learn to appreciate it more and more. You know, we can go and watch a league with former NFL talent. That's fine. But people that are trying to get there that still have a chance and opportunity and upside, I think that's the real, you know, kind of story. That's the real draw for me because, you know, football obviously is a really fun sport to watch and it's really entertaining and you can root for a club, you can root for a player. But honestly, it's it's really awesome to just see all that hard work come into fruition. These guys get paid what they deserve, get to be literally just bros on a football field. And obviously there's millions of dollars on the line each time, but not for them. You know, they get to go out and ball out 
like they were, you know, in the backyard at, at home, you know, and I think that's the real beauty of it. The Pittsburgh Maulers head coach actually was talking to his team, um, and I think this was in, like, the lead-up to the season, and he's like, hey, look at those kids over there, y'all. He was talking to his team, huddled up. They were practicing, and he's like, what are they doing? Having fun? You know, playing ball. Don't lose that. Don't forget that. I, I appreciate that about it because fo- football is serious and a very intelligent kind of intellectual sport. There's a lot going, a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces all at once. But it's also a really fun game, you know. And if you lose sight of the fun in it, you really won't probably do well, in my personal opinion. Because if you aren't, you know, having fun and making money, and it's not, you know, probably not destined to be right. But I guess one last notation I could talk about the the USFL and, and is I, I do believe, you know, based on season one with the 50, 51 USFL players signed to NFL teams, I think we might actually be able to reach that. Um, I know there's only 30 something days left before preseason um, or maybe less. So I, I think in the next week or so, we're going to see probably five or six more guys get signed. And then that next week, probably six, seven. And then that final stretch will probably be where we see a lot of guys getting signed just to fill roster spots, to fill gaps on your roster, injuries. So much happens in this time of the year for the NFL. So a lot of players, a lot of talent will be needed. And especially at skill positions like, you know, slot or, you know, wide receiver backup running backs. I mean, those will be needed. Um, also, big guys up front in the trenches, defensive tackles and alignment. There's so many injuries, especially in the trenches, that uh, we might see a lot more of those guys go. But I'm really glad that the USFL was able to secure some of these players um, from the second and first season for a couple more seasons. You know, two seasons I saw for Darius Victor. I think that's a really big notation to talk about. I know I touched up on it a couple episodes ago, but he did sign a two-year contract with the Generals. I think that solidifies not only the league's presence for at least two years, but the Generals' presence for two years. Um, Obviously, I think the least popular team on social media platforms is the Showboats because they are the rebranded Tampa Bay Bandits. So this was their technical first season. They did really well at their home games, in my opinion, really well in Memphis at Simone's Liberty Bank Stadium. But overall, I think we just, obviously the Stallions are the number one, I guess, most popular team. But then we saw the the Panthers and then, you know, some of the other teams behind there. And I think if they're able to get at least two or three more teams into their home market going into season three, and I hope I can get some news on that and some confirmations. Um, and, And maybe they're a little selective because there was two teams in the South that actually had their true home stadiums and only one in the North. I know they are going to be playing at Canton again in the third season, so I know two teams will probably be sharing up there, or one team will probably be rebranded to Canton. I'm not sure, but that is a discussion definitely down the line that we will have, because I need more information on it, obviously. But I know they've been patenting and getting a lot of designs and uniforms and names you know, legally prepared to, to be used um, but I know they aren't expanding in season three due to the fact is they need to get out of this hub model and they do need to grow um, in their home markets still respectively. But overall, I think this league is heading in the right direction. And I think the free agency in the offseason is kind of proving that with the amount of transactions that are acquired, like that are occurring to the NFL. And they're also bringing in new talent as they're losing it to the NFL, which is always good to see because we don't want to see a... a, a you know, a, a step back in play in season three. We want to see a consistent level of play, or if not better. So bringing in more talent, more prospects, guys that were overlooked by the NFL, 
or maybe they were able to attain player rights. You know, it's good to see that happening. And it's been happening this entire offseason since the end of the season. Like literally the day after there was there was moves being made. And I think that's a crucial you know, thing to point out is that this league is very active on social media. It's very active with their signings throughout the season. You know, after the season, they're always signing players and always getting talent in the door, which is very good to see. And I just, I'm really excited for the draft, this upcoming draft. And I'll definitely have a nice episode covering that entirety, uh, the entirety of that event for sure. But to all my people out there that are my USFL fans, I really appreciate everyone tuning into this episode of USF, the USFL offseason coverage. Make sure you are following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and threads at Tea Time Reports. Um, we're very active and very thorough on there. So if you want to get more involved with this podcast and the show and the people that you know help run it, definitely um, follow us on there. And you can learn a lot about us and maybe about some more sports and movies, film, whatever, you know. But uh, wherever, whenever you're listening to this, uh, this is Trevor, and I appreciate you for tuning in. Take care, everyone. Peace.